what God's going to point Jameer, you or something else. Everybody loves Jameer. Isn't he amazing? I tell you, I'm not trying to put him on the spot, but he, you are amazing. He's an incredible minister, too, and on top of everything else. He can preach. He's got a great Bible study he gave to me. What's the name of your podcast? Living in the Overflow. Well, we'll check it out sometime, all right? All right. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Living in the Overflow. I am your host as always, Jameer Waters, and thank you for tuning in to this month's episode of Living in the Overflow. I'm aware that there wasn't an episode in March. God was working on me, developing me. And I tried to rush a word in March. I even made half of this episode of the podcast and deleted it because God was sharpening me and refining me in the fire. Um, I've been in a week fast preparing for an event that I'm really excited for. As some of you may know, Overflow Live is happening April 15th on YouTube and my mom's Facebook um, for all the old people who still love Jesus. I'm just playing, but um, it's going to be an amazing experience. Um we're trying to get somebody other than me to worship, to be our worship leader, but you might just be stuck with me, but there will be worship there, and we will have an amazing time in the presence of God. There will be illustrations being done. It will be a service. It will be Overflowing Ministries' first service on Good Friday at 4 p.m. live on YouTube. I'll I put a link in the description of the podcast. So make sure you're tuning in on my YouTube at 4 o'clock on Good Friday for a message and a meeting with God that you do not want to miss. But let's get into it. First of all, I have some sad news. This is the last episode of season one yeah so we'll be back after um we'll have our message you guys get two messages in april you you're so lucky um you're spoiled rotten you get two episodes this month um but um we will our ministry will be um, taking a break to um, hear God's voice because I don't want to ever rush this I don't want to ever not have a message prepared and since I like to do an episode a month um, rush what God has planned and there be no fruit so it may be unfamiliar to you but I am taking a sabbatical 
from May through July, and our first episode back will be in August. Mm, Episode 7 will be a special episode. Um, It will be here, um, wherever you get your podcasts, on wherever you get your podcasts, it will be there. Um, Overflow Live will be on that a couple days later. Um, But I have a message for you today. I know we're all excited about what God has in store for April 15th. And if you're not excited, you will be because when you see it, it will blow your mind. I have worked on it, been working on it since it's been in the works since 21 so i'm so excited for that but we still have today this message is still important this message still is needed um And we'll get right into it. And right now, on Living in the Overflow. So today's message is going to be a deep one. It might not be... As long as my other ones. But. It still. Will show fruit. And I can't wait. So let's hop into the word. The title. Of my message. Is. Pebbled Peace. Now this story has. A bit of. A. um, Let's just say. A funny background. Um, most of you, if you're my age, um, might be aware of a cereal brand called Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles because they, mm, it's like the Lord's cereal, basically. It's so good, but, um, even though they're flakes, um, I saw them, like, when I was, because God talks to me in many ways. So when I was going through my cabinet, it might this might sound really silly, but I got a lot of revelation from it. And this is where I got my whole message from. It's not from the back of, uh, of a cereal box. It's from the word of God. But here's how God showed it to me. I was getting my Fruity Pebbles out and um, I was pouring them into the bowl. Because I pour my cereal first before my milk. Because I'm not crazy. And um, God told me. There's a world out there. Whose peace is on pebbles. When I'm a solid rock. And I said, whoa God, that's deep. And I didn't know where to go with that. So I hopped in the word, looked in Hebrews and all the other New Testament, Old Testament 
um, books of the Bible, and I looked in um, Greek and Hebrew translations to find deeper meanings, and I found this. The word peace means shalom. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace, but it's more than just stillness. Peace is harmony. It's everything working out for for good and nothing turning back. Um, it's it's clarity. It's trust. Um, it's wholeness or completeness. One hundred percent. The Hebrew word means more than just the word peace, as our culture has defined it. Shalom is the absence of conflict. It's the absence of complete stress and com- it's the absence of anxiety. God's peace. Well, I'm already feeling God. I got to get this across to you. First thing, God's peace is not a symbol. It's not a, a pretty um, peace sign necklace you wear or a sign you throw up with your hands. It is the best way of living it's when jesus had was the prince of peace he had peace so when the storm was shaking all around him and he was in the boat he was able to sleep wouldn't that be amazing when your life is completely turned around and you had no stress and you had no anxiety And you were able to catch some Z's in the middle of a storm. There's a world out there. Without peace. And I know that's pretty obvious to look at. This isn't even in my notes. But I feel like without saying... It, it doesn't bring light to it. Have you seen what's going on in Ukraine and Russia? And how ever since 9-11, we've been on an ongoing war with Middle Eastern countries. And there's been a conflict in America since the beginning between indigenous people and the people who came from England and there's been conflict between African Americans who were brought here through slavery and have not been treated fairly because of the color of their skin that is conflict that's not Jesus that's that's not who I serve I do not serve a God who celebrates war I celebrate a God who is I praise a God who is the prince of peace I serve a God who when there's a world out there falling I can stand but it's not just enough for me to stand one thing I've learned in my walk with the Lord 
the, the second best thing other than going to heaven is taking someone with you. I want to take everyone I can. And I have to do that. But there's a world out there who does the complete opposite. And they hold their lights in. And let and stand on a solid rock. While others stand on seeking sand and try to build a foundation. But when the storm comes, their wall comes crashing down. Go to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. It says, For a child is born to us, and unto us a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty Father and the Prince of Peace. This refers to the coming of Jesus. Um, the New, the Old Testament is Jesus concealed, and the New Testament is Jesus revealed. So they would hint to his coming in prophecies and in miracles and in poems of David. And poetry of David and in all books of the Old Testament he was hidden but he was revealed in the light of Jesus that he would be a king above it all king of kings that reigns and saved us from our sin So if we have established that Jesus is our peace, then I just want to ask this question. Why do people struggle to find it? All you need to do to find peace is two words. Find Jesus. I could have simply just posted this as a quote and been done with it but it's a little bit more deeper than that I could have just posted find Jesus find peace and that's basically the majority of my message but there's a little bit more meat behind it if you and I'll explain to you why there's Jesus and there's peace I can't find one scenario in the Bible and in real life where Jesus was there and on the scene and depression just stayed. I can't see in the Bible where Jesus was actively walking on this earth and he would go near demons and people and the demons would just be okay with his presence. It says, and I'll get to it later. It says in Mark, there was a demon-possessed man. And when he came to Jesus, the demons ran to him and said, What do we have to do with you, Lord? Please do not rebuke us. 
They did. They understood its power, and they were terrified. Depression cannot stay in his presence, like a rope that has too much weight on it, as you might see in Overflow. I've just a hint that has too much weight. It breaks when it has too much weight on it. Or in the instance of in your scenario, your instance, the chains that have got too close to Jesus, the the weight of his glory breaks every chain on you. Are you close enough to God? Who? Are you close enough to God that your chains break because of the proximity of you in between the king? Are you... Hmm, how do I... I don't want to say this. I don't want to sound weird. But serving Jesus is pretty strange. So I'm just going to say it. Are you close enough to him... To where you can hear his heartbeat? And you console in him. And you put your head on his chest and you feel peace are you close enough to him that as soon as you look at him every fear every doubt disappears are you are you close enough to him that you can reach out and touch him and the weight of depression falls are are you close enough to him that his holiness burns out your impurity are you close enough to Jesus? Because some people say they're close to Jesus, but are they close enough for there to be change? I can. I'm not meaning this literally. But you can FaceTime Jesus, but are you close to him? I mean, are you watching a service online? There's nothing wrong with that. And then going and living however you want to live and wondering why depression is laying at your doorstep. (sighs) Sit with this man. 
know this man? Are you... And then here's what some people will do. They're lost, so they'll look for him in the wrong places. But I'm sorry, you're not going to find Jesus in the deep, dark gossip of Twitter and Instagram. You're not going to find him on a model's Instagram. You're not going to find him. Whew. You're not going to find him at the bottom of the pills. You're not going to find him at the bottom of a CVS bottle. You're not you're not going to find him in politics. That that's sand. Can I can I show you how it's sand? Let's just throw a name out there. Bernie Sanders. Can't believe we're going here. Bernie Sanders you want him to win the election so bad that's the only way you can find peace so you build your house on this foundation you put your Bernie Sanders sign in your yard you photoshop Bernie Sanders in your your photos you put posters of him in your house and you listen to every word he says online and say it's truer than the Bible you read. And then the second a storm comes by, the storm of him losing the election, it's sand. So as soon as the wind blows, your house tumbles. There's no foundation. It moves and it bends. And what bends will break. But. But can I tell you this? Peace is always in Jesus. The firm foundation. I can tell you this, this man is never shaken. He carried the weight of the world on the cross for you and me, and he didn't break. We weren't shaken because our foundation was built on him. We were firm because we were found in him. Because all other ground is a bad decision. All other ground will have you sinking. And when you sink, you slip. And when you slip, you drown. Are you drowning in this world? Are you drowning? And what other people say about you are you drowning on what Kyle um, Kendall Jenner posts on Facebook are you drowning because you are 
you saw what Travis Scott posted on the internet. Are you drowning because you're relying on man? Because I tell you what, you'll be standing when you walk with Jesus. But if you're drowning, I said if you're drowning, and if you don't want to admit it, that's fine. I know in your head you say, I know I'm drowning, and I need this right now. I need this message. He's speaking to me right now. Most of you thought I wouldn't get this deep this quick, but I got to I got to get down deep before overflow live. I got to get this in your soul or you will not be able to handle what I'm going to preach on overflow live. Are you drowning today? Are you struggling today? Is is the waves pulling you downwards? Are you in a current that's above your head of gossip and lies and pity and unholy thoughts and lust and you're drowning and you can't catch a breath or sin invades you? Are you drowning? Well, can I tell you the good news? If I make a little sound, I'm just moving something. Sorry about that. But if you're drowning, I got one good thing for you. And I'm almost done. But I just need to get this one thing to you. And don't take this as a pretty message. Take this as pure anointing from heaven. Reaching down to try to grab you out of darkness and pull you into light and no matter where you are who you are what title you have you are loved the good news is you may be drowning but my God walks on water you may be drowning You may have little faith and you may sink and fall, but my God reigns over all. He will pick you up. He will stand, oh, on top of your situation and have his situ- your situation under his feet. And he will pull you out of the water. And you can walk with him. Do I have any people who are tired of this? Who are tired of waking up every day with anxious thoughts on if somebody loves me or not? Well, well, he loves you. He cares. You know how I know he cares? He's, it says in the scripture, he looked with delight before he was crucified on what he saw. He saw me. I might use this in another message. I don't know. But this is really good. He saw me. 
when others didn't care if they saw me and didn't want to see me again. He saw me, but he didn't see me standing in my bedroom with worship music playing, recording a podcast to bring souls to the Lord. He saw me hiding in my closet, watching stuff no one should watch. He saw me lying and manipulating and changing and rearranging. And I should have been exposed, but the blood covered. He saw me in that moment, nails in his hands and said, he's worth it. I could get down right now and end all of this. Them spitting on me, using me as sport, but I'll stay on the cross because I saw Samantha. And I saw Jaysha. And I saw Sharkishawa. And I saw and I saw Jacob. And I saw Michael. And I saw put your name in there. I saw Jesus saw you. I'll close on this. Go to Mark chapter 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark chapter 5. This is going to bring a lot of revelation to some people. It says... Verse 1 through the rest of the passage, it says, They arrived on the other side of the lake of the region of Galilee. As Jesus stepped ashore from walking on water, walked a, a mad, a demon possessed madman came out of the graveyard. He came out of sin. He came out of filth. And confronted him. The man had been living among the tombs. And no one was able to restrain him. Not even with chains. It's funny how the people you're surrounded by will weigh you down with chains. Who that was good. For every time they attempted to chain his hands and feet with stock, he would snap the chains and break the shackles in place. He was so strong that no one had the power to subdue him. Day and night, he could be found lurking in the cemetery, shrieking and cutting himself with stones. Yeah, people cut themselves in the times of Jesus. It's not just you, and you can find him too. When he saw Jesus from the distance, he ran to him. And he threw himself down before him, shouting at the top of his lungs, Leave me alone, Jesus, son of the most high God. 
swear in God's name that you will not torture me. For Jesus had already said to the man, Come out of that man, you demon spirit. What is your name? Legion, for we are many. He begged Jesus repeatedly not to rebuke him from this man and keep him in the region. Nearby, a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside. Jesus saw them and said, Let you be sent into these pigs. The demons fled the man and were sent to the pigs, and the pigs fell off of the mountain and died. Uh, after this, the man was sit, sat in a clothed mine. Nearby villagers and everyone among the way watched what happened and were afraid that he was normal. See, some people will be afraid of you when you have Jesus, but don't let that stop you. Don't let their not understanding of what happened to you and you have to praise God. I'm sorry, but I can't shut up about this dude. He pulled me out of anxiety and he pulled me out of the darkest of things, things that I don't even feel comfortable saying. And he covered me with his blood. And you know how he did it? Just like he did in Mark chapter 5 with the demon-possessed man. I ran. I ran towards this man. Run to this man and you will find your peace. While living in the overflow.